Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now your host, Eric Reed. Welcome, everybody, to Success Coaching Radio, and I am your host, Eric Reed. And I want to just thank you for taking time out of your schedule to tune in, whether you're listening live or in replay or even in archive. I appreciate your time, and I want to make use of it today by giving you some valuable information that will help drive you and your business forward towards success. So thank you again. A few quick updates uh, here at the top of the show, just so we get those out of the way. Um, the new website is up and running, and that's www.ericgreed.com. Check it out and go over to the events page, and you'll see the upcoming uh, list of radio shows as well as classes and uh, other events that are happening um, built around building your success. And also, we've done some updates with email lists and Facebook pages and Twitter accounts and masterclass series that we'll be starting as a matter of fact, we have a class called The Big Why, which will be uh, January 9th, so go out and register for that. And it really talks about discovering your big why and understanding what your big why is. Because honestly, setting goals without knowing why you're setting them is really living somebody else's success plan. And we all know how that turns out. We end up crashing and burning, frustrated, really just going out of sorts with ourselves. So that class will be January 9th. I know everybody's to have their goals packed and ready, notarized, and submitted in triplicate by now. But let's be honest, life happens and things come crashing in on us. And as a matter of fact, it's a good thing to reevaluate your goals and understand your goals because to set a whole year's worth of goals or a five-year or 10-year plan without seeing where you're at from time to time is somewhat foolish. So that class is called The Big Why. Go out and register for that and also sign up for the email list so you can keep informed of other free classes and other master classes coming up. One of my favorite classes will be Think and Grow Rich. Go out and read the details on that. So getting back into the meat of the show, last week we talked about governing values and natural laws. Now remember, governing values are those core values that guide our actions. And natural laws are those laws that govern both time and life. And we talked about taking control of those laws would take, give us back the control that we seek in our personal lives and in our business lives. One of those laws was when you control your time, you control your life. Um, governing values are the foundation for your personal success. One of the other laws we talked about were your daily activities reflect your governing values. And then give your Self, more time to grow. You know, at this time of year, we all feel like we're trying to catch up and, and put it all back together. And, you know, like, oh, I didn't finish and I got to get ready and I've got to jumpstart and I've got to be further. In. Shh, let it go. Just breathe into it and understand that you are growing at the rate that you're supposed to be growing and growing into the person that you are supposed to be growing into. So that was last week. Go back and listen to it. It's up available on our, on, in the archives. And uh, it will soon be available on iTunes and Sketcher and all these other things. That's kind of background stuff. But this show, I wanted to get into some issues about control. And 
honestly, we all have issues about control. Yes, you do. You may not want to admit it, but you do have issues about control. And I'm sure you've heard someone say, ah, I've lost control of my time, or um, I'm out of control, or, you know, things are just spinning out of control. What they're really saying is they're not in control of the events that are occurring in their life, that they've lost control of the events. And in doing so, they feel as if everything is out of control. You know, um, I've got, as you probably know by now, a seven and a six-year-old. And when they start to spin out of control, I feel like everything is spinning out of control when it's really just the seven and six-year-old spinning out of control. Or we do that with work or family or finances or health. When we feel like one area of our life is out of control, we start to say, I've lost control of my life. And we explode it into bigger things. I often say it feels like standing in front of one of those ball launchers at a tennis court. You've seen them where you go practice for tennis and they have this machine loaded with like a thousand yellow balls and you stand at the other side of the net and somebody hits the on button and they just start firing the tennis balls and you know, you don't know where they're coming or what they're doing. And you know, it's just bombarding you and there's no place to escape because if you take a step to the left, there's a ball and a step to the right, there's a ball, you move back, you move forward, there's a ball. And you start to feel that sense of out of control, that energy, that rhythm starts to take over and that frustration and stress and anger start to build up and, and you begin to vibrate with that and everything around you begins to vibrate with that. What I want to talk about is how to put that control back in because when we're more in control, we become more productive. And when we're more productive and focused on those things that we want for our lives and our success and our goals and our big whys, we begin to move forward faster and live the life that we were designed to live. You know, if you want an image of somebody that's in complete control, that, you know, just sits at the center of control, think of a symphony, that man standing up front, the conductor, the maestro. He's got 110 members of the orchestra waiting, breathlessly, still, silent, for him to lift the baton and begin the downbeat, and then up, and then down. And forever long, the symphony lasts. He's in complete control of those 110 orchestra members. What an awesome feeling that must be, but also what a huge responsibility that is. I would imagine the person that feels less in control is probably the person sitting in the first chair of, I don't know, the trumpet section, because he has to keep everything he does focused solely on that conductor and waiting for the next instruction and waiting for the next instruction, waiting for the next instruction. And sometimes in our lives, we feel that same way, that somebody else has got the control and that we have to keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting on them. And that stress of waiting begins to build up. So in life and in business, we really only have three positions of control. We have position number one, no control. Position number two, total control. And then position number three, partial control. Now I get in life, there are uncontrollable events. And same thing in business. And, you know, tornadoes, weather, political events outside our control, economic world events clear across the sea. Those are things that are way outside of our control. 
And we've just got to label those as zero control. So if you were sitting here with a graph in front of you, down in the bottom left-hand corner might be zero, 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 zero control. I have zero control over this event. And way up on the other side, right-hand side, top corner of the page, might be total control. And in the middle is that partial control. Now, when we operate down from that zero, 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 that no control point, we have that feeling of frustration, that feeling of stress, that feeling of anger and fear, and that begins to dominate our actions, our beliefs, begins to dominate our, our, our self-esteem. I mean, when you feel frustrated, when you feel stressed, when you feel anger, when you feel fear, what level is your self-esteem, high or low? Well, of course it's low. And that just sort of opens the door for more of that no-control feeling. And we get caught in the cycle. When we feel no control, we feel no self-esteem, and it begins to build and build and build. And that becomes a cycle and actually begins to affect our productivity. And how is your productivity when you're standing in stress? when you're standing in anger, when you're standing in fear, when you're standing in frustration, it's low. Dr. Nathan Brandon, the author of The Psychology of Self-Esteem, points out the relationship between self-esteem and productivity. And uh, let me just grab my notes on this, because when I read it, I was like, interesting. I hadn't really, really looked at it as closely as this. But the direct relationship between self-esteem and productivity at work. He observed that the better you feel about yourself and the more productive you will be, and the more productive you are, the better you will feel about yourself. Do you see the cycle? The better I feel about myself, the more productive I have. And the more productive I am, the better I feel about myself. So what is the pivotal point? It would stand to logic that I could gain more control or exert a better reaction to the no control zone. Then my self-esteem would rise. And in rising my self-esteem or raising my self-esteem, I would become more productive, which would make me more in control of the events around me, which would raise my self-esteem and the circle would win. Take for example, when you have no money, you have very little choices. You have very little control over certain situations. A tire goes out in your car, the air conditioning in your home breaks, the hot water tank explodes, the kids need something for school, a, a crown on your tooth breaks. If you have limited financial sources, you have very limited control over what the outcome is going to be or how you're gonna, what options you have to control the next step. And so then you begin to feel powerless and helpless and victimized and the circle begins and it begins and it begins. But if you could begin to raise that productivity, whether financially or in other areas of your life, that self-esteem would begin to go up, which would empower you to believe and know that you had more choices available to you that are currently being reflected. And in doing that, you would look for more and more options. I always think it's interesting. My mother always used to address us with this. So what other options? What other options do you have? We would come to her with the problem, whether it's a seven-year-old problem, a 17-year-old problem, or a postgraduate school problem. 
And she always say, well, tell me your options. And, you know, early on we learned we couldn't just say, well, I don't have any, because she would send us back to the drawing board. And over time is that we began to explore that idea of I have more options. What we soon realized is I have more options because I'm looking for them and I'm finding areas that I can control versus being a victim of the situation. So what I'm trying to say is when you start to feel those feelings of frustration and stress and anger and fear, that's a situation that you have zero or little control over. When you start to feel those, you have to stop and ask yourself, okay, what, is, what, what, what am I feeling here? Why am I feeling it? And what can I do about it? So that's where I want to move into on the second half of the, the show here is really talk to you about some practical steps some ways to break the cycle. Because when you break the cycle, you begin to become more productive. And, you know, I talk about time as a series of events, not a clock on the wall. When you have a series of events that you're in control of that are producing the results that you're looking for in your life, you have unlimited amount of time. But when you're stuck in that position of zero control and zero options, you're scrambling with time to try and solve the problem for you. So how are we going to fix this issue? What are we going to do to change it? I, as a coach, don't like just giving advice. You know, that's a preacher in some churches. Don't send me emails. Don't, don't you know, post, ah, you, hate you know, you stand up there, you, you deliver a message, you better give me some solutions and something to grow off of. So I'm going to give you something to grow off. I'm going to give you some meat to hang on those bones. And the first thing is self-talk. Stop the saying, this is out of my control. Start saying, Things like, okay, on a scale from one to five, how much control do I have over this situation? And if it's a one, how can I raise that? Can I raise that? What options do I have to change that? Now, if it's a tornado coming down the alleyway towards you, and that feels like a zero, okay. What control do I have? I really don't have control over the tornado, but I may have some control over my safety, my security, my family, my reaction to it. I can stand there in fear and let it run me down, or I can start moving my butt to the nearest basement, ditch, bathroom, whatever they teach you in school. So those situations where you begin to say, I have no control. This is out of my control. Life is too big for me. I'm lost control. Stop and really ask yourself, how much control do I have? What's one? Great. How can I raise that? Can I raise it? If I can't, fine. What can I do to, to remove myself from the situation? And there are situations we're all experiencing where we have like zero control and we stay in them. Now, how healthy is that? You know, and especially this time of year, when we sometimes get together with family or friends or coworkers and the conversation starts to go bad or the stress level starts to go up or an argument or something again. And we really can't control the other person as much as we'd like to mind meld with them and force them into a mindset that matches ours. We can't, but we can control our reaction. And if you have zero control or low end control and it can't be changed, pick up and move your butt out of it because that's taking back control. 
And this is true in businesses, and this is true in jobs. This is true in personal relationships. Now, the exit plan may take time. It may take coaching. It may take a, you know, strategic thinking. But if you're sitting in a situation right now that you keep saying, I have no control over this, yes, you do. You're just not looking at the options that you have in front of you to change your level of control. So like I said, number one, stop saying that this is out of control and start asking questions of how you can get back in control. And then number two, I'm sorry, number two is really stack your day. And what I mean by that is if there's a series of events that you have a five and a four level of control, put those at the front end of your day. Make those the things you begin your day with. Make those the things that are on the top of your priority list. Because when you have that control and you're able to have that productivity, your self-esteem is going to go up. You're going to gain momentum. You're going to gain excitement. You're going to gain enthusiasm for the day ahead of you. And then you're going to go down to the fours and the threes. And heck, you might not even get below the threes because you're so busy moving forward. Those ones and twos never catch up with you. So stack your day. An example is I get up early in our house. I get up probably an hour to an hour and a half ahead of the rest of the house because I need that time in the morning to get centered, get focused, get a few things out of the way without interruption. And when you have a seven and a six-year-old jump up out of bed and the chaos that that comes, it throws me out of balance. So I have control over what I do for the first hour, hour and a half of my day. It centers me. It organizes me. It grounds me so that when I move into a period, threes, twos on the control scale, I've already got enough resilience and self-esteem that I can push my way through that to get back to the afternoon or morning work schedule or those activities that I plan that back of my fours and fives. Now, if I wake up and hey, I'm not perfect. Some mornings I decide to sleep in and I wake up in that twos and three zone of control. It takes me twice as long in the day to get back in balance, get back in control, get back in harmony with myself. So have a strategic plan, set a plan, put it on paper. What areas do I have control over? And build and stack your day that way. Some examples. What do you have control over? What time you get up in the morning? What time you go to bed? Maybe what you eat, what you wear, um, who you're going to meet with, who you're not going to meet with, traffic patterns. You know, you, everybody complains, oh, traffic was so horrible this morning. What would happen if you had left 10 minutes earlier? Um, you know, like I said, making your bed is like an action that I do every day. Because it tells me I had a beginning, middle, and end, and I finished it, and it's done, and boom, sense of productivity, sense of accomplishment. Those things that you can go through life and say, in my daytime, or I have time to read, meditate, reflect, I have time to make my cup of coffee, set my breakfast, those little things that you can start building control over will start to expand into other things, like which meetings you attend and which meetings you don't which clients you call and which clients you don't, which clients you work with and which clients you don't. Because you know that by taking back control, you become more productive. And then for num number three is plan for those no control events. Now, some of you might not be old enough to remember Y2K. 
I worked for a major corporation. Y2K was coming. We spent almost like a year in readiness, preparedness. We had backup generators. We had water. I mean, you, it was a major disaster plan because um, it was a worldwide data network, and we supported companies around the world. And so we were looking at 24 hours of Y2K events, you know, not just our local time, but what was happening around the globe. We had a contingency plan for just about everything. Well, nothing happened, but we felt in control if something did. Do you have contingency or disaster plans if the power goes out in the middle of a meeting or if your phone dies or if you're running late to pick up your kids? Do you have a network of people that you can call in a specific order and know that they're going to be available to stand with your kid at the bus stop until you get there? Or um, if you're running, if you're in charge of a meeting and you're running late, who already has the agenda that's sitting at the desk that they can handle the meeting for the first five minutes? Prepare for those no control moments, because even in those no control moments by having a disaster plan or a recovery plan or whatever you want to call it, a strategic plan to get out of no to someplace else, you start to gain more control. So the three steps, again, I want to go back over them really quick so you get them and write them down. And if you need to follow up, check in with me. I'd be more than happy to, to, to share the notes with you They actually Later in the week, we'll get posted up on the blog. Um, if you haven't checked out the blog at www.ericgreed.com slash blog, um, that's where a lot of the shows start, or that's where a lot of the shows get re, uh, repackaged, so to speak. A thought comes to me in the middle of the radio show, and then I write about it, and then I share it again there on the blog. So check that out. But it's the self-talk. Stop saying I have no control and start asking how I can gain control. Stack your day. Put the wins and the high productivities and the control elements that you are the fives in front of your day and try and move the one and twos as far down in your day as you can, if not off your day. And if you're in a situation that it's a one or a two, exit. Take control that way. And then three, yes, look at your life. Look at your day timer. Look at the things around you that seem to happen in patterns where you're always feeling you have no control and start figuring out a plan to how to handle those no control moments when they pop up. You know, an example is I know a lot of you are in the middle of snow days and snow days are coming and you know, they're coming and you know, the kids are going to be trapped in the house and you know, it's going to be like one of those days where you feel like everything is out of control. How have you planned for it? I have a box in the back of our, our in the, the back room and it's everything recyclable, you know, that we collect and don't throw away. And it's this big box. And whenever we have one of those days, the kids pull it out and they have creative art day. They build things, they create things, they use it for all kinds of stuff. It's a distraction for an hour, for two, sometimes three. And then they always typically build something like Star Wars uh, gear and lasers and things like that, that they play with for two or three hours. We have coloring books. We have backup movies that they've never watched that we can pop in. So I can't control the snow day. I can't control when the school is going to call off. I still have commitments to you and my coaching clients and my speaking events. So plan a contingency plan, plan a disaster plan. So when it happens, you're back in control. Because when you start building control in to your life, you're going to find a sense of balance. 
a sense of harmony. You're going to find new energy and new power. You're going to start to get excited about living your life with a success. And that is what I want for each and every one of you is to be able to wake up in the morning and say, I'm excited. I'm in control. I'm not worried about time because I'm in control of my life. And my life can go on forever and ever and ever and ever this way because I know how to control it. So started off feeling that no control, started feeling that frustration and stress and anger and fear. And now we've worked through some tools and techniques to help bring you into balance and harmony and empower you and actually make you excited. So over these next couple of weeks, as we move into the holiday season, I know it's going to feel like you're out of control and chaos is happening. And perfect example, you got to go to the mall. You got to do that Christmas shopping. Take a book, take an audio book, take a podcast, put it on your, your phone, take a battery charger, contingency plan. I keep one of those portable charging things in my briefcase so that I never get stranded someplace and not be able to do something with my phone because it's dead on power. So that when you're in one of those situations where you're waiting in long lines, you have something to distract yourself and step out of the moment. Well, that's what I have for you this week. I want to thank you guys for your time today and for being a part of the radio show. If you have any questions for me, you can always reach me at info at ericgreed.com. I'm going to ask you to join our Facebook page. And if you haven't been to the website, the new and improved website, very proud of it. Uh, go out and visit it and share it and sign up on our email list so you can stay in touch. Check out the upcoming event classes. Um, one of them is, like I said, the big why. And that class was really pivotal, pivotal to me when I took it. I had a coach that really made me study my big why. And I turned it in and she returned it and I turned it in and she returned it and I turned it in and she returned it. I think it took about three or four weeks, but that big why that I discovered and wrote out 10 plus years ago is still almost the very same big why that I live by today. Now, how I live that big why out has changed and grown, but the core thing is still the same. And so that's what I want to be able to help you discover during our big why class is that core belief, that core guiding uh, energy or focus or, 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 or statement that will help you live successfully in 2017 and beyond. And as always, do check out uh, the, the Think and Grow Rich class. Registration for that opens, I believe, yep, December 19th. That is a limited class simply so that we can have interaction among each other. Um, it is a mastermind on Think and Grow Rich. If you've read the book but not been through a mastermind, you got to get in a mastermind. It's a total different experience. I have coaching clients that come back over and over and over and over and over again for the same Think and Grow Rich mastermind because each time they tear into something new. And so, and then we've got some other classes coming up. But until we get a chance to speak and until next week, I ask that you be well and live your life on your terms and your success. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to ericgreed.com. That's ericgreid.com.
www.eric.com. And like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.